the Art and Industry of Business and Living podcast, discussing conscious choices around business, money, life and living and creating a greater future for you and the planet. Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Art and Industry of Business and Living. You are with your host, Simone Millicis, and today I am joined by an awesome friend of mine who's actually been on the show before. He can talk about many, many different topics, and today we have Mr. Christopher Hughes. Hello, everybody. Thank you so much for having me on the show. Oh, it's always a pleasure. (laughs) An absolute pleasure. So let me explain a little bit about what's going on for this month. We looked at, okay, Valentine's Day, which is interesting coming from Australia because it's really not that big a deal. It's only ever really meant to be, you know, maybe if you're dating someone, which means you're copulating with them, having sex, you know, you might do something. But I don't know. I've never really paid it that much attention. When I was in America, however, years ago, I was astounded how important Valentine's Day seemed to be. And I mean in the fact of like people were giving their friends Valentine's Day cards. They would give their mother Valentine's Day chocolates. Whereas I pretty much think historically, like I said, in Australia, it's for who you're shagging <laughs> is that you might do something. But you know what? It's never been never been my game. But what I did want to address this month is what comes up for people. Because like anything in this reality, if you don't appear to have it quote unquote right, then you are judged or you start judging yourself. I wish the planet wasn't like that. And I am doing absolutely everything I can to create a planet that does not exist from conclusion and judgment. If you want to find out more, go to accessconsciousness.com. Bam, there you go. But unfortunately, there is some pretty shitty stuff that that occurs on this planet. And one of the things, the first show that you would have listened to for the three series of this month was called Girls Night Out. And it was really fun. There was a bunch of beautiful, amazing single ladies who, you know, been there, done that. Some were married, got kids, some weren't married, etc. But it was really awesome to see how much they embraced what they had chosen and what they were currently choosing and how they were creating from that. So if you haven't listened to that, go back, find out the find the podcast. You can go to simonemillises.com forward slash podcast and you spell Millises, M-I-L-A-S-A-S. But if you're on this podcast, you probably know my name. So anyway, have a listen to that. And this one that I've got with Mr. Christopher Hughes, we've called it Choosing Beyond the Definitions of Sexuality with Chris Hughes. Now, like I said, my, ta- my aim, my target for this month is that whatever you are choosing it's okay, whatever you are choosing, be you. It's like be you and so much more can show up. So Chris, let's start with, because uh, you're married to a wonderful, amazing man. I sure am. When did you get and married? Well, actually, it's funny you should mention that because our official marriage, we actually had two marriages because I'm <laughs> from Canada. <laughs> I'm from Canada and my partner is Australian. And our Canadian marriage, which was the first legal recognized marriage was in Canada on Valentine's Day. Oh, Oh. it wasn't like, it wasn't like, Oh, let's make this day extra special. That actually so wasn't part of our intent. It just fit in our schedule. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. And we had, we got married in my mother's living room with my cousins making music and a lady from the government came and officiated the ceremony. Anyway, it was actually a lot of fun, but it was Valentine's Day oh, I'm going to be in trouble here. Was it two or three years ago? Ooh. I don't know. It was a couple years ago. Anyway, it was lovely. <laughs> three. Because then I you think came it back. was three. 
And you got married in Australia, which that's the wedding that I attended. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Yes, I am married to a beautiful man. And it's interesting that you should bring up marriage and Valentine's Day and all these things because here in Australia where we both live, we very recently legalized same-sex marriage. And I found it really interesting in this month of February to see all the different businesses using that to promote their brand and to build their business and that sort of thing. Even yesterday, there is a national chain of gyms called Good Life Gyms. You know, they're everywhere. And usually you associate gyms with, you know, guys, fitness. and, 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 And quite often... They've decided to pitch it either very masculine or or very much towards women and it being a, a safe environment. Who, women, for women who are already perfect bodies going to the gym. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. the the ad that I saw yesterday was two men walking down the aisle. And they were using they were using this as an ad to promote their gym. And I thought, wow, that's really different. You know, they're talking about getting wedding ready, but pitching yeah. it to men. That's awesome. I love that. You know, I've got to say that was one of the most proudest days that I have had of being Australian. I was so proud of the Australians because it was literally the Australians voted. We sort of forced the government to have a look at this, that we wanted to have, you know, same-sex marriages be legalised. And it was amazing when that came through. So I, what was it like for you? Uh, It was a big deal for me and it was a very big deal for my partner being Australian. It's interesting for me, I've been a foreigner and lived abroad for so long and I've not necessarily invested a whole lot of myself into foreign politics and being in Canada, being from Canada, we legalized this 10 years ago. You're like, this is so 10 years ago. (laughs) Yeah, this is a non-issue. But it was a big deal seeing it it, it come to pass and it being while we were here. And I I got to contact the wedding celebrant who who organized our wedding here in Australia. And she said at the time when we got married, she said, look, this is not legally binding. This This has no actual bearing in law or anything else. It's just a nice ceremony for you. And I contacted her once it was legal and I said, do we need to do anything to make this recognized? And she said, no, the government now automatically recognizes your your wedding, which I thought was fantastic. So, yeah, it was great for me. It's great to see. And especially, as you say, it was a big vote through the entire population of Australia that there actually was support from the bulk of the population. Yeah. It's like, as you said, or as I was talking about earlier, the different businesses and brands getting behind this issue of same-sex marriage. Like even there is this little tiny brand of gin that is from outback Queensland, like far outback Queensland. And they put out this whole new bottle range. that was all rainbow colors and unicorns and stuff. And I was like, wow, that is so left field for their brand. Especially coming from outback Australia. <laughs> That, that's what makes exactly. it even more ironic. Yeah, I know. It was like they're doing their own Priscilla Queen of the Desert moment. They're they're having their thing. But the funny thing is, or well, it's not actually all that funny. There was a famous footballer here in Australia who this week also hit the news because he made a lot of comments, very negative and very judgmental in a negative way uh, towards uh, gays and lesbians in general. And he was saying that in his community, because he's Aboriginal, it's very much not okay to be gay. And if you're gay in the Aboriginal community, most of them fear being killed. And he said that was a good thing. And wouldn't it be great if people in Australia were afraid 
to be gay for fear of death. And maybe that would be better because we'd have less of them. And we shouldn't be allowing gay people on TV because it's encouraging young people to think it's okay. Okay, so right here, right now, what I want to do is, if you're listening to this show, I want you to look at the energy because this is something that we talk about in Access Consciousness. It's like as Chris spoke, it was there was such a heaviness to it. And when there's a heaviness to something, it's a lie. When there's a heaviness to it, it's anti-consciousness and it's unconsciousness, which is essentially evil, okay? And then when there's a lightness to something, it's true and it has a sense of awareness and a sense of consciousness to it. So what I want to do right now is every single person who is not willing to function from the awareness and the consciousness of what we can truly create on this planet by coming out of judgment, having no conclusion and no point of view, let's destroy and uncreate it, times a godzillion, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And let's, it's a its a tool that we will quite often use. It's, it's like, let's send all of those judgments back to everyone with consciousness attached. Yeah. So what occurs with that is if there's one little nanosecond or one thing that someone can receive that will create more consciousness in their reality and their world and their universe, hopefully they're going to receive that. So everything that doesn't allow that to occur, let's destroy and uncreate it, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. To me, it's a, it's, a devastation. It's horrifying that people walk on this amazing, beautiful planet and have points of view like that, that are so destructive towards another being. Now, one of the things that we do talk about in Access Consciousness is what if there was two species? One is human and one is humanoid. Okay. Not one gay, one straight, (laughs) one human and one humanoid. Now to me, a lot of the humans are the people who go out there and they judge everybody else. And it's like they judge everything and it's about, you know, you live and then you've got taxes and you die and that's it. And it's always about going to the wrongness of everybody else. Most humanoids, now have a look at the energy of this, human, humanoid. This tool in access consciousness is not about going to judgment. It's so that you can have the awareness of it. So if you look at the energy of humanoid, most humanoids will judge themselves. So if you wake up in the morning and you have a litany of judgments about yourself, you know, whether it's your body or your money or your business or whatever it is, you're probably humanoid. And then if you uh, live with someone or you hear someone who is constantly in judgment of others, ask, is this human or humanoid? Now, for myself, this gave me a lot of freedom and it gave me a lot of freedom because there were people in my life that I couldn't get why they were functioning from where they were functioning from. One person in particular who I was growing up with in my family would always comment about cultural races, like would always say, you know, those bloody people, blah, blah, blah. And I was always like, what's going on? What did they do? Because as a child, if you're saying that someone is terrible, awful, mean, vicious, they must have done something. And then this person would say, you're always arguing against me. And I was like, I don't get this. So for me, this tool was, gave me one of the greatest freedoms because when I realized, oh, they're human, that's what they like to do. They like to judge. So it gave me a freedom to not try and make this person see a different point of view, realizing that they actually love functioning from judgment. So what I would like to ask every single person out there listening, and if we can do this now, it's, I haven't done this on the, on the radio show before, but what I want you to do is gather all the energy and on three, so you can do it however you're going to do it. It's like, I like to put my hands up and you sort of gather this energy and all those people functioning from judgment. 
and conclusion about what it is to be with your sexuality, which is just insane that people get to judge that. And I want to destroy and uncreate it. So let's gather the energy in on three. We just blast it out of existence as much as we possibly can. And what we're doing is we're creating an energy of out creating that. So you're not making those judgments and those conclusions real. You're actually creating a different possibility. Okay. Let's do it. So on three. Yeah. But I've got Brendan here in the room doing it as well. One, two, three. Ow. <laughs> I just hit my hand against the wall. One more time. One, two, three. One, two, three. And let's do an energy of four for more. One, two, three, four. And an eight to create a different reality. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Because you know what? Enough. It's like, it, it's this is crazy. So everything at that is times of God's in, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. I'm on my high horse about it. And, and the thing is, it's not about getting on your high horse and going into confrontation. What I would ask is make the demand in your world. Make the demand in your world that we create a different place here. Absolutely, because what you're bringing up is really important, though, because it's not about the high horse, because the high horse is the opposite side judgment. So it's the polarity exactly. of going, that's wrong, I'm right. But you can have a recognition that something is not creating a lightness or a truth or a, a, a future, as you said before, with the light and heavy, you can have the awareness that something isn't creating that without making it wrong. So like the footballer with his point of view, what if he wasn't wrong? What if it was just a place where he wasn't operating from consciousness and from a, a, a space of possibility? And what if we could be an energy that created a different future by changing I love that. Yeah. And that's exactly what that demand is. Yeah. Because I mean, I'm, I'm sitting in this building at the moment on the 22nd floor in Melbourne and geez, Melbourne's huge. Yeah. <laughs> it's just buildings everywhere. But what's also here is a park across from me and, you know, some amazing, beautiful trees in amongst the buildings. And the, some of the buildings are amazingly beautiful too. And one of the reasons why I was so attracted to access consciousness, and I first started a business called Good Vibes for You, and you were one of my partners in that too, Chris. Yeah is I looked out at the planet and went, this planet is amazing. Like, it's truly amazing. I mean, we were just joking before the, the start of the podcast here about the birds, the local birds we have in Australia <laughs> and the noises that they make. But they're incredible. They're, like, they're amazing. They're like pterodactyls, though, in the morning. And they start <laughs> at 4 o'clock in the morning. When I first moved to Australia and I was your flatmate eight years ago, nine years ago, whatever it was, the first few mornings I was terrified by these sounds outside my windows they were like rah, rah, rah. And it was, I just went, oh my god <laughs> what like, is that they've got dinosaurs, dinosaurs in australia for sure <laughs> i love that so but the thing is it's like you i'm so grateful for this planet and when i saw people who were not grateful and chose to create their reality from judgment and conclusion uh that's why i created good vibes for you that's why i invited you along to come and play and then when I met Gary Douglas, the founder of Access Consciousness, and listened to him, I was like, oh, my goodness, this guy is talking about everything that I knew is possible. I didn't know how to institute it. I just wanted to go up and shake people by the shoulders and say, don't you get it? There's something else available here. And yet Access Consciousness has the tools and the processes to assist in that change so I don't go up to every single person and shake their shoulders and say, don't you get it? <laughs> There's something else. It's a bit easier than that. And that's what I would like everyone to, to make the demand out there, that if you're being you, no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, 
with no judgment. And as Chris says, it's not about judging the other side. But, but don't sit back on your laurels and take it. It's like what if we could outcreate that energy? Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, there, yeah. You know, I was uh, again news article I read yesterday uh, was an interview with Quincy Jones. And for those of you who don't know who Quincy Jones is, maybe before your time, if you're a bit younger, but he was the producer of Michael Jackson. He used to work with uh, all the greats of Motown and and music in the the fifties, the sixties, and before. And he's eighty five now, and he gave this interview where he, he pulled no punches. He talked about, you know, what he really thought of some of the greats that he worked with, like the Beatles, like Michael Jackson, etc. And he was talking about being black and the people that made it easier for him to be black at a time when it was really not easy. And he said how people like Marlon Brando and Frank Sinatra, who we worked with, would have a relationship with him and they would go out and they would say to people, hang on a minute, we got to let black guys in this club because these guys are amazing musicians and we're missing out by not letting them be a part of our world. And his point in the interview was, hey, you know what? It takes actual individuals going out there and and using their influence and saying to people, is that how you want to live? And creating a change that way. I love that. Is that how you want to live? And that's what you and I can be as well, because we do get to travel the world doing seminars with Access Consciousness. So, oh, this is um, this is a really cool podcast. I'm really grateful for you. I'm Chris. grateful too. <laughs> and you know, I'm a little riled up actually. I'm like, I've got this in yeah. my belly, this energy of like, wow. Yeah, me too. Me too. And it's it's morning time here in Australia, so we've we've only had one coffee and we're riled yeah. up. But to make that demand that there are changes, I mean, that's amazing. I mean, there's a there's a so many movies out at the moment too, which show different things like that, like of the it's like the segregation and whether it's of your color, your race, your creed, your sexuality, your intelligence level. You know, what if we didn't function from that? What if we were willing to be vulnerable and be us and allow everybody to be them no matter what it takes and no matter what it looks like and empower people to be that? I mean, all you see, like you said with the the example of the gym, you know, previously all we get is these, you know, gorgeous, beautiful women and these men and it's like that's what's portrayed as correct, as right. And so I love the fact like, hey, get your body beautiful for your, you know, gay wedding it's a different invitation because if we were empowering everybody to be them, no matter what it takes, no matter what it looks like, it's like you're not waking up in the morning with that litany of judgment. What would you choose? Yeah. What would you create? What would you change? And, and the other thing too is what else could you receive in your life and, and invite into it? It's like the point that Quincy Jones make of saying, hey, we're the ones missing out by not letting these guys play in our clubs. And because at the time in the 50s and 60s, there were certain clubs where only black people played music or there's certain clubs where they didn't allow black people to play music. They only had white people playing music. And what a shame, you know, like one of the things I love about living in a country like Australia or Canada, where I'm from is there's so many immigrants and they bring their food and their fashion and their music and their dances. (laughs) And it's like, they make this richness of experience. Like imagine if all we had was, you know, like the English food I grew up with, you know, oh, overdone yeah. beef roasts no. and, and, and bushy yeah, peas. Yeah, exactly. How boring, yeah. how boring no, no, would no. that be? I know. I mean, well, I'm in Melbourne at the moment. In Melbourne in the 1950s, you know, Greeks and Italians, you know, came out here literally by the boatload. 
And so there's some fabulous restaurants here with fabulous Greek and, and, and Italian food. And then you've got, you know, the time when all the Asians were coming out. So we have some of the best Asian restaurants in the world. Indian restaurants, all of it. And it's like, yeah, bring on the multicultural. Yeah. What if you were willing to receive from everything and everyone and everything that doesn't allow you to receive from everything and everyone, we destroy and uncreate yep. it. Times of Godzilla, all right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine, shorts, boys and beyonds. And don't forget, if you want to find out more about the Access Consciousness Clearing Statement, you can go to theclearingstatement.com and listen to our wonderful friend, Dr. Dane here, give you some brilliant explanations about it. But you know what? It just works. It changes things. So how does it get any better than this? So Mr. Christopher, what sort of tools or questions or what would you advise people? I mean, we've been talking about, you know, this whole podcast about being you and and not judging and not going to conclusion. So for people who are uh, gay, lesbian, et cetera, and are struggling with being them, what can you, what sort of tools can you offer them? Probably the easiest and most pragmatic tool that they could use is something called who does this belong to? which is a fabulous question that you can go to where anything that's going through your head, anything, any thought, any feeling, any emotion that you're having, you just, sometimes you get stuck with those, but you can always, you can just go to who does this belong to and ask. And if it gets lighter, it disappears, it goes away. It was never yours. Like how many people are out there struggling with judgment of themselves for their choices sexually or their um, their choices in relationship or what, whatever it is. And they've judged it, they've made it wrong, or they bought it from their parents or generations and generations and generations before that. So often, these points of view that you're struggling with or these judgments, they were never yours to begin with. It's not the truth of who you be or how you see the world. And sometimes acknowledging, looking at it, recognizing that it's not yours and letting them go can be the first step to creating a totally different possibility and a whole lot of freedom. I love that. Thank you, Chris. And it's interesting because as you're talking and I was like looking at my computer, reading the name of this show, choosing beyond the definitions of sexuality. And it's even, I've got, you know, my enjoyable other Mr. Brennan Watts sitting over on the couch, who I'm going to be doing a podcast with um, leading next to about being in a relationship but yet he's also 11 years younger than me. So uh -oh. there's, uh-oh, exactly. But it is uh-oh. It's like you weren't meant to do that. It's like, and then there's the big joke about the toy boy, which we totally refused to embrace and then we totally loved embracing it and now it's just like we be us in relationship. Hmm. But you're not meant to, you know, you're not meant to be with someone that is, a, as a woman, that is 11 years younger than you. It's a little bit naughty. <laughs> and how much fun is it to be that naughty? Absolutely. I love being naughty. Exactly. <laughs> so, Mr. Chris, is there anything else that you want to leave the listeners with here about, you know, what else can they embrace? Well, I would embrace, it's as, the, as you've titled this show, it's about going beyond the definitions of sexuality because it's not about making it right to be one way and wrong to be another or it's, it's, it's you know, you have to adopt this persona or this definition or this label of who you are and what you are and scream it loud and proud. Because again, that's like the high horse again in the righteousness. Yeah. It's kind of like if you've ever had a friend who suddenly went vegetarian and all they want to tell you about is how horrible it is that you're having a hamburger. Well, that's not, <laughs> that's not really an invitation to another possibility either. What if, what if everything was a little bit more fluid than that? 
You know, like like nowadays that we're we're not as uptight anymore about uh, being gay or lesbian. Bisexuals still get a fair bit of flack, and the people that we're really having a hard time with are the transsexuals. You know, they're really bearing the brunt of of uh, of, of judgment and and what's right and wrong. You know, they're even having this big debate in America these days about public restrooms and which ones should transsexuals be allowed to use and. And, and what it exposes our children to, to have a man in a dress in a restroom, et cetera, et cetera. I mean, so, ridiculous. It's just another level of judgment that we're peeling back to get people to the point where they don't have a point of view about it one way or the other. Well, it's interesting as you talk about that, Chris, is because you, you say that, you know, nowadays there's not as much, you know, going on about being gay or being a lesbian, et cetera, but bisexuals and transsexuals. So it's interesting because, as you say, I can hear that people go, well, now I can put this person in a box. They're yeah. a lesbian, you know. Yeah, exactly. He's gay. He's married. But bisexuals, they haven't chosen. <laughs> they haven't chosen either side. They're, They're confused. confused. <laughs> Creating chaos, yeah, and the same with transsexuals. So anywhere that you're not willing to have, people actually choosing everything every day, like infinite possibilities. It's, it's like why would you not play in any arena that gives you joy. Yeah. So everything that doesn't allow you to be that, where you destroy and uncreate it, times are God's in, right and wrong, good and bad, pock and pot, all nine shorts, boys and beyonds. And what if every person that came into your life, every person that you interacted with, was a potential and, and possibility for creating more and creating greater and creating a better planet and a better future? And it wasn't about in interacting with them wasn't about whether they were gay or straight, man or woman, tranny or, I don't know, tricycle, whatever you want to call them. You, They were just people and you had choice with them. Every 10 seconds, every, every instance that you had with them, it was about a choice, not, well, I'm straight and he's gay, so we have to interact this way. I mean, bringing up your partner, Brendan Watt, I love him dearly. He's like one of my absolute favorite people on the planet. And he never shuts down any part of him or refuses to receive any part of me based on the lie of sexuality. It's just that we're, there's a friendship there, there's, a, there's an interaction and a play, and it's, it's different every 10 seconds, and it's never based on any set guideline rule or definition or limitation. I wish he could have just heard what you said. I think he'd have tears in his eyes if he knew what you just said. That was really beautiful. He, he's a special guy, and and I really relish that connection that we have, and and know that that actually doesn't have to be particular to us, but it could be possible for everyone on the planet. Yeah, absolutely. Mm. Yeah, and you know, it's, I was just uh, watching a Will Smith on YouTube last night. Yeah, and he has this video, and he's talking about like invite people into your life who he's saying that light your flame you know, they don't sort of put it out. And he said, look at your phone. Look at the last five texts you receive. Were they from people who basically what he's saying contributed to you? Or if they're not people who contributed to you, then why do you have them in your life? And it is interesting to look at that. What are you surrounding yourself by? By people like, as Chris just explained, his friendship with Brendan? Are you, you know, are you inviting that into your life and willing to receive that level of contribution and that level of gratitude and that level of honor and vulnerability that you can have with people? Or are you inviting people in that are in constant judgment of you? It's just a choice. And trust me, being there, done that, I've chosen the judgmental friends and it's not fun. 
Yet uh, quite often what we do is we choose the judgment. We choose people who judge us because guess what? It matches the judgments that we've decided we have of ourselves. So if it matches the judgment, you go, oh yeah, that feels comfortable, like that sort of energy. Mm. So if you woke up and stopped judging you, no matter what you're choosing, and asked for people to show up in your life who are kind, caring, and nurturing might be a really different reality. Yeah, absolutely. And that those people might not be the ones that you had expected, or they it yeah. might not be it might not be those first five people in your phone. You know, the default people that you go to, because as you say, so much of connection of relationship in this reality is based on judgment, not on possibilities, not on choices and creation. It's it's oh, that's comfortable. Yeah, yeah. Well, as my friend Dr. Dane here says, it never shows up the way you think it's going to show up. Mm. <laughs> so be willing to receive. So, and interesting enough, all of this that we're talking about is also about um, this energy of one of the classes that you do, Chris, right? Voice for you. Yes, absolutely. And and I'm thank you for bringing that up because a lot of people hear the title "Right Voice for You" and they think, "Oh, it's about singing or." They think. Sp- wait for it. Hang yeah. on. They think of this. <laughs> exactly that's exactly what they think they think it's about being on stage and having a microphone but i i've stolen a line from you simone because you often say you know if you wake up in the morning and you're alive you're in business you you you, your business is your life well my point of view is if you wake up in the morning and and you're alive well if you wake up in the morning i think you have to be alive but anyway you have (laughs) you have a voice in the world and what would you like people to hear? What can they hear? Those are the sort of questions that I look at. And Right Voice for You is, is all about being present and being you in the world and sharing that voice that you have. Not about your singing voice or your speaking voice, but, you know, what is your voice in the world? If you're a hairdresser, how, you know, the, the, the way people leave your salon and walk out in the world, that's part of your voice in the world. If you're a bookkeeper, how you organize somebody's books and, 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 and their financial statements, that's a voice in the world. So we all have this voice in the world that we're not necessarily recognizing. How I walk in the world as a quote-unquote gay man and what that says to people and how I am with it, that's a voice in the world as well. You know, having a toy boy on your arm can be a voice in the world, depending on whether or not you're willing to receive people's judgments, play with it and use it to create something more. Yes. And we have. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, and as you're talking about it, it's basically, it's like, what contribution can you be on the planet? Like, what can we create with this planet today? So Mr. Chris, people can find you at rightvoiceforyou.com, also under accessconsciousness.com. Mr. Christopher Hughes, and he's based in Brisbane, Australia, yet he travels the world. You've got some classes coming up overseas. You want to talk about that? I do. I've got a really awesome class coming up in Rome. Roma, Italia. Roma. Yes, in uh, March in Rome on the ten- from the 10th to the 12th. It's a three-day masterclass. Anybody can attend. There's no prerequisite. You can come along and see what it's like. I'm actually co-facilitating that with Dr. Andrew Gardella, who's also an access consciousness facilitator and has a very different angle that he comes to the Right Voice classes, which uh, should be exciting. And then there's a class also in June in Dublin. And in July in Japan, and 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 goes on from there. So all of that is on the Access Consciousness website, where you can find out uh, where I am, what I'm doing. If you look up Christopher Hughes as a facilitator. Awesome! Thank you so much, Chris. Thank you so much for joining me. And 
If you love this podcast, please like it below. It's like give a review and send it to your friends, foe, family, whoever you desire. It's like let's get this out there and let's create that change in ourselves that we can create with the planet. That's what I would really like to see. Coming out of judgment, out of conclusion, out of limitations, and how much fun can we have? What if the purpose of life was to have fun, as Gary Douglas says? So thank you so much, Chris, for joining us. Thank you, Simone. It was so much fun. It was. I will see you soon. Okay. Bye-bye, everyone.